Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is up, besties? This is Danny J. And I am in the Austin, well, Dripping Springs, Texas studio <laughs> with my good friend, Elizabeth Fay. I am here because we, uh, Elizabeth does this really amazing retreat called Hair Love Retreat for the last five years. And I've been to four out of the five of them. Um, super excited. And she's about to give a keynote talk on conscious leadership. And I thought, why don't we talk about this on the podcast? Because we have so many women here who are leaders in their own right. Um, we know, you know, a lot of you follow us from the fitness day. So a lot of you are um, fitness professionals and maybe becoming entrepreneurs. And so regardless, uh, I think one of the big things we want to talk about is regardless of where you are, what you do, you are a leader. So anyway, I'm going to introduce Elizabeth. She is sitting right here with me and she's been on the podcast before. So I'm so glad you're back. Yay! I'm so excited to be back. Um, I love everything you do, and I'm just honored to share some nuggets of knowledge today. I love nuggets, especially chicken nuggets. Okay, so conscious leadership. First off, you were saying something to me earlier about just how we need leaders in this time and age. So kind of just go from there. Tell me about this. Yeah, so we're actually in the kitchen of this Airbnb. Our event starts tomorrow, and I was going through her slides, my slides with Danny of like what I want to share tomorrow, and we were brainstorming ideas, and I was like, the biggest thing I want people to walk away with is knowing, you know, there's going to be people listening to this podcast and tomorrow at our retreat that know their leaders, and this is just maybe going to be an opportunity for them to step into more conscious leadership, and then there's people that maybe need to wake up and realize you are a leader, and we are leaders no matter who who we talk to, how we speak, like it doesn't, you know, we think of leadership as like the authors, people on stages, and it's like, no, leaders are moms in the kitchen raising babies, leading, literally leading and raising the next generation. Leaders are our teachers in school. They are like every single person, we want them to step into self-led leadership and leading in whatever way that you impact your community in this season of your life. And at a time like this in the world, people are really lost. There's a lot of opinion, a lot of perspective, a lot of projection, a lot of fear. And we need more than ever people to be self-led, to feel sovereignty in their life, and to consciously lead themselves, their families, their home, and then in whatever way they exercise leadership in their businesses. And so I just think it's a really special time to be more conscious, to... Um, be able to step into more leadership in whatever way feels right. Yeah. I love that. I feel like during the pandemic, especially everyone was looking for someone who had an answer. Like we were all looking for leaders and I felt like nobody really knew the answers and what to do. And some people stepped out and they just held the flag and were like, I'm going to go somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but I, I know I'm a leader and I know people are looking up to me. And I think some people were really responsible and I think some people were very irresponsible. And I think with leadership comes great responsibility. And I think uh, it's really important to 
recognize that responsibility there is. And maybe that's why some people are afraid to lead. Maybe they're afraid of taking people down the wrong path. I'm not really sure. But when we talk about self-leadership, like what exactly does that mean when you, like if I'm just sitting here, if I'm a mom, like a quote mom in, I don't know, middle America, and I'm listening to this and I'm going, well, I'm not really a leader, Elizabeth. I just have like three kids and uh, how, how does someone like that become a better leader and maybe see themselves as a leader? Yeah, I think the most important type of leadership is self-led leadership. And I think it is assuming that the enoughness, the answers, the guidance, the thing is not outside of you. And I think that we always think, I think we're just raised to think, at least has been my experience in life. And I've seen this a lot with myself and my clients that it's in that course, it's in that book, it's in that guru, it's in mom and dad, it's in our teachers, it's in our husbands or our partners, it's in something outside of us must be bigger and better. And we have to ask all the questions first going internally and in asking ourselves. And I think that it is, I hire coaches, I read the books, I do the podcasts, I ask people I look up to, yes. And I know that I am the authority I am the most important authority figure in my life. I am the most important person for me to find inner guidance and inner knowing in, in finding sovereignty and peace in, to finding enoughness in. And that's changed my life. Like I stopped like freaking scarcity spending. And now I'm like investing into things because it raises my vibration. It it expands my knowledge. It's more fun. It's helpful. It's supportive. It's not out of like need and have to, it's out of desire and want to. And that's a very different experience for yourself. And I think that's why for me, the pandemic was very helpful because I had time to slow down. And I think a lot of people experience the slowing down, the looking at what really matters. Um, I think people are more conscious about their health and their family time and their boundaries and their values. And just for us, as the world's speeding up to like not forget those really potent lessons you learned and to let that be a, um, something that could possibly change your life forever. And to remember that, and for me, the slowing down allowed me to listen to myself more, listen to my body more. Um, I got into meditation. I got into breath work. I got into journaling deeper, just things that are about coming into myself. And I actually stopped consuming as much. And I'm very intentional about what I consume. And I consume from a place of like, it feels really good and it's knowledgeable and expansive and I'm I'm not out of lack. Like, cause I know I have everything I need to create what I want right now. And if I want more, I could find more and the resources are there, but, um, knowing what I have is enough and I'm grateful for what I have and also growing. And I think that to me is what self-leadership is. If that makes, does that make sense? That was so good. I got chills. And also, cause I'm sure you haven't listened to the podcast, but literally the last episode we talked about scarcity and resourcefulness and finding those things within yourself. So it just like perfect alignment. The conversation is like perfect timing. I think because right now as well, there's so many messages out there about scarcity and, and, um, I don't know, prices going up and interest rates changing and people are starting to forget like the lessons they did learn during the pandemic. Some of the things that I remember the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was freaking out and, and not knowing what to do. And then towards the end, and I remember coming back at like 2021 event 
and asking people, how did the pandemic affect your business? And so many people said at that point, after you know being through a year, year and a half, they were so grateful because it allowed them to slow down, it allowed them to have different perspective, allowed them to stay home with their families more. Even at the beginning, we were freaking out. By the end, we were like, I actually needed this. <laughs> I actually needed this break. Um, so I love that. I love that. So we were talking about, we were kind of creating like keys here um, when we're working on this uh, talk. And so I want to talk about these three keys. You want to share the three keys and then maybe just go a little into what each of those keys are. I'll even start with this. I'm like, literally, you guys are getting to hear the talk, which is amazing. Um, you know, when we say conscious, like maybe someone's like, what do you mean? Are we asleep? Are we awake? And I'm like, actually, kind of. So conscious meaning, I like literally Googled it. It means to be aware, awake, to be at the response instead of um, reacting and to be sensitive to. And so that's consciousness. Leadership is guiding an organization or group, having direction and a figure of authority, which could be self-led or to a group, right? And Danny and I were like, this is the foundation like of everything. So these keys, we were talking about, I was talking about this key analogy. So I just ended like a self-healing portal. I was going through some personal shit, whatever, needed to spend some time with myself, especially before a big season of service. And a lot of it was looking at what I'm doing and what I want to adjust and all the things. And I kept thinking of keys and I'm like, what are my keys? What do I like about these keys? And I, I want people to see my keys, right? I want people to appreciate my keys. Who are the people that these keys, when I, when I, I can use these keys to unlock things in them and that's going to feel really good for both of us. All of us have keys. Like we all, those are your skills, your experiences, your, you know, who, what makes you up who you are and you're going to have more keys and different keys as you evolve. But we were like, what are the three universal keys that we think creates conscious leadership that everyone could learn from? So you guys ready? It's going to be so fucking good. <laughs> okay. Write it down. Y'all take notes. Okay. So key one is awareness and this is being self-led. This is taking radical responsibility for your choices, um, that life is happening to you or life is not happening to you. It's happening for you and you're happening to life. You are at the cause of this. Um, I think of leaders I used to be this leader and like panic delegate or, um, me and Danny were literally talking about this this morning where I was like, you know, when you're a leader and maybe you just, even with your own kids, you're like, your nervous system is not regulated. And so you're like, oh my God, like just make another funnel, just do your chores, just do the thing. Like just like giving other people to-do lists or you're doing the to-do list to just feel safe in your body again. Um, conscious leadership is not that. It's being like, oh, I'm triggered. This is what's happening. I need to care for me. This makes me feel unwell and really dealing with our own shit so we can show up as a more authentic version of self. Um, I'll, I want to know what you think of that key before we move on. Yeah. Well, I love the awareness piece. We talk about this a lot on this podcast because I think self-awareness starts the, it's like the domino effect of so many other things. Like if you're not aware of your own shit, then you can't, you can't fix it, right? There's nothing you can do about it. So we, we just talk so much about what does that look like? And so I think when it comes to awareness and leadership is just paying attention to how do you delegate or how do you show up online? I know a lot of listeners here are trying to do online business and just that awareness of who you are um, to others, your influence, and maybe even just taking, taking an audit of maybe what's missing or what you want. You know, maybe it's 
I would like to have more influence. I don't. And maybe why is that? You know, are you afraid of being seen? Um, do you have limiting beliefs around that? So just having the awareness of where you're stuck or where you feel like you're not as effective as a leader is like the piece to start with that awareness. So you can start to work on yourself and go to the next steps. So love it. I love that. I love that one. I think every level we get to, we get to have new awarenesses, right? Like new things. You're like, Oh, okay. Here on this level, the video game, we are having new awarenesses. Um, so that is being self-led. The next one is purpose driven. This is heart led. This is soul led entrepreneurship. This is, you know, I think a lot of us, myself, I'm going to speak for myself and what I've seen in thousands of other people I've worked with is we were taught to really lead in like a, a lot of us like a wounded masculine energy. We love healthy masculine energy. It's beautiful. It's divine. We need it. It's balanced. But a lot of us were leading in like a wounded hustle, essentially hustle that didn't come from the heart hustle that came from a lack of safety, a lack of enoughness, um, because we thought that was the way to be successful. And it's been literally shown and mirrored to us. So we're like, oh, well, that's how it's done. So I have to do this. And purpose-driven, you know, it's not about being in your head all the time. It's not like with when I work with my clients and Danny does this as well. It's like, where do you feel? How do you feel it in your body? What's your intuition? What's your inner knowing telling you? And that's really leaning in. Heart-led leadership is leaning into feminine leadership. It's surrendering into the ease and flow. And the heart, when we talk about the heart chakra, that's your giving and receiving center. And so are you in flow with giving and receiving? That is where your masculine and feminine energetics, they are unionized and we want them working in balance together. You want to have harmony. You want to have balance in your life. This is very, very important. And I don't know a single entrepreneur who doesn't want balance. I feel like that's their biggest complaint is like their work home life balance. And it's like, go more into your heart, go more into your body, go more into your intuition and be deeply led with that and allow the logic, the spreadsheets, the data, the numbers to support that, but not the other way around. Because like you, you know what the fuck you really want and your purpose and mission is coming from something so much bigger than you. And if you'll lead and live in that purpose and then let your mission be an extension and an expression of that, holy fuck. I love I love that because we do have this this wounded masculine hustle culture, right? And we're taught to just do more and it, everything is about our achievements. But how many times, you know, I'm sure you've had this experience where maybe you've been on a workshop, a webinar, you've been taught that there's a certain way to do something and yet you feel like this isn't how it works for my audience. This isn't how it works for us. But you go the the way that you're taught and it's a struggle and you're not making money and it's not working. And then finally you're just like, you know, let me just try this thing I had an idea about and everything just falls into place. You're like, oh my God. It's and so I know this has happened to me many times. Um, I, I just have multiple business examples and even just personal examples where I am looking at the data, right? You're looking at what's supposed to quote work. And on paper, it looks amazing, but the reality isn't working. And so I love this just heart led going, um, this is where we just need to go. And it tends to just work out better that way. And this isn't to say like, these are, this is why I like this conversation. It's conscious leadership. This isn't 
I don't know, like how to run a sales organization of a, a Ford corporation or something. There's probably a different, very masculine energy. I'm sure if the people there were talking about heart-led leadership, I don't know, maybe their conversations would be different or maybe Ford would be a different company. But this is just, I think this is how we can just have, bring more awareness to what we're doing, what we're creating in the world and having a bigger impact and like a more, I don't know, just a more conscious impact, yeah. Yeah, there'd be more connectedness. Well, and I do work with corporate companies and it is interesting when you bring perspective like this into an organization that's so linear, that's so one way, it, it, it's beautiful actually because why do people stay in an organization? Because the way they feel the way they feel. And if you can make people feel connected and cared about and in purpose and in mission, the loyalty goes up, the teamwork goes up, like all of that goes up. And so it's like, it, it would be really beautiful. Like Forge definitely, right? I have no idea how they run their company. Like maybe they're super conscious. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's a beautiful, it could be really beautiful. Um, and feminine leadership is on the rise. You know, that is, it, here's what I tell. So I work with a lot of female entrepreneurs, right? Or femme identifying entrepreneurs. And regardless, you know, of, of who you are and what you are and how you do things, it's just a perspective for you to listen to and see what feels good to you, right? That's being self-led. Like you take this information, see, try it on, see what feels good. See, okay, this works for someone. This is interesting. How does it feel to me? So, um, for them, I'm like, okay, you've witnessed success being done a certain way. When we talk about masculine and feminine energetics, it is not about what your genitals are. They are energetics that we all have and carry. And it's about finding which one feels like your core essence, which one feels the most natural to you. And that could be if you, um, your core essence, your healed core essence, as you begin to heal and feel more whole, um, you, you may be a female or femme identifying and feel like it is your feminine energy. That may be opposite for you. Um, but Anyways, so that's a little bit about that. But when the masculine energy, the healthy masculine energy is linear, structure, system, logic, um, do energy, get shit done energy, we, we need that energy for sure. But if you think of an energy, let's say there's an end goal, right? An outcome at the end. And just think of like a linear line. And that's one way to get something done, right? 40 hours a week, nine to five, step-by-step -step framework. Can you get it done? Absolutely. Will you get it done? Absolutely. Have I accomplished a lot not leading in conscious leadership? Absolutely. I've made a lot of money, made a lot of connections, had a lot of fun, changed a lot of lives. It did not feel ease-filled and it was not of the highest alignment for me. So that's where it's like, try this on. Where you think of feminine energy, feminine energy is cyclical. So think of that same outcome at the end but literally picture like loops, like a circle, and they just keep going and going and going, still getting there, even like same speed even, just they go a different way. And the feminine energy is cyclical. Think of the womb, it's cyclical. You have periods, it's cyclical. Like you are a cyclical energy and it rises and falls and it ebbs and flows and it bursts and it rests. Like it, that is that energy. When you honor your energy, you will still get there, the same destination the how will be a little different and that's okay that actually it may feel a lot fucking easier for you and you might have a lot more fun and it might feel a lot more natural and I mean the whole point is for you to have a good human experience and so if it's better for you why not try it on I love it I was just picturing like Elizabeth's doing like hand motions here and I was just picturing um uh, 
the ways in which I have in the past just pushed and pushed and pushed. And it's like, I visualize crossing the finish line, but just beat up and battered and bloodied versus like walking across the finish line. Like we both made it. And one of you, you know, the beat up bloodied person is looking back like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know if you've seen this meme going around Instagram lately, but I guess there's this girl I guess it was like a knuckles competition and she's being interviewed. She's like, I loved it. It felt, it was really fun. It was great. And she literally is black and blue and bloodied. And then there's just these memes that just like have different captions above them. Like this is what it's like when you, I don't know, got your crypto or something. I don't even know, but I'm just picturing this is like, there's two ways to get there and you can end up bloodied, battered, beat up and the struggle, or you can like, I don't know, like get on one of those bikes that someone's pedaling and you're just riding behind and letting, you know, letting it go. So I love that. I I think that a lot of people are learning and I know I've been personally learning probably since 2017 or 2016, actually the masculine feminine energy. I really didn't know anything about this until my marriage ended. And then I hired a coach who taught me a lot about it. And I remember arguing with her and being like, no, I am masculine energy. Like this is what I do. And a lot of it comes from self-preservation and protection, right? We're trying to protect ourselves. So if you find yourself in those, like if you look at your, you know, what we're talking about and you're like, well, that's me. This is how I've gotten, this is how I've gotten here. And one of the the hard things about letting go and not trying something new on is it worked, right? So like, look at my success, look at my ambition got me here. My hustle got me here. If I let it go, then I'm going to fall apart. And it can be so scary. And Jill and I talk a lot about this of, you know, we do a lot with, um, food obsession and exercise obsession and challenging people to like, drop that stuff like stop weighing the food stop measuring stop obsessively going to the gym and people will freak out like I'm just gonna get fat overnight and I'm gonna lose all control and it's really about control and what got us to one place while while yes it got you to your quote goal but are you happy is it sustainable can you keep living like this and if you find yourself going this is not this is not the way I want to live for life, but you're scared. It's like, let's just try it on. You can always go back to the old ways, but try on something a little different and see if it feels a little better. But, you know, it comes down to, and this is actually a a feminine um, quality as well as surrender and letting go. And that part can be so scary. And maybe that's the first piece. Maybe that's just the piece that that's, maybe that's the lesson right there is just trying to let go. So, okay. So we talked about heart led. Now, what is the third one? I really love this one. Honors living in alignment. And this is gut-led. So I think of, um, you know, our womb space, our sacral, our solar plexus, our stomach space. That's our sense of identity, our inner intuition, our inner knowing. Um, You know, like everyone's had a gut feeling, right? You're just like, why the fuck is my stomach in knots right now? And then something happens and you're like, oh, like you, if you listen to your body, you have a lot of awareness like your body has a lot of awareness whether you are consciously aware of that or not I don't know but you can be and so this is like you know what feels good to you and you know we think of so the heart is the desire space and this this space that we're moving into our sense of self this is our inner fire we're igniting um you know if you're female your womb space but just that inner gut feeling and just alignment first and so it's like how often do we plan our lives 
outcome first, goal first. Um, I would say most of us did that most of our life and we either don't now or most of us still do. And I literally have a planner and the whole thing is fulfillment first. Like that's like the whole vibe of the planner. And it's like, how can you plan your life? Self-care first, vacation first, family time first, all of that plugged in first, then, then plug in the outcomes and the goals because it's like, we're trying to have life support life and not like, you know what I mean? Work be the key part of our life. It's like, it just can, it can ebb and flow and it's worth experimenting with. And so like, I give you the experiment of what would it look like for you if for one year you honor deeply your alignment, like it was the most important thing in your life and you experimented for one year. If your life feels hard and you don't like it, try something easier. Like just fucking try it. Right. And this is where your healing and your growth and all of your evolution gets to come in because your resistance to that is coming up to show you it doesn't feel safe. And that's where you get to right lean into healing in whatever form feels good. But, um, the experiment is what would it look like if I honored my gut, my inner knowing my heart and my alignment for one year? Oh, I would tell you what, you won't go back, but just try it. Like, and so like we, if we had leaders, this is always my thing is, can I serve from overflow today? If the answer is no, Elizabeth is unwell, right? (laughs) We're not actually going to wait till she's super unwell. I've done that. That's what got me into all the work I do now is like, I was very fucking unwell, very successful on paper, but I was very emotionally, spiritually, mentally unwell. Um, And so if I am unwell, that means it's time for me to breathe. It's time for me to adorn myself. It's time for me to care for myself, nurture myself, feed myself. That can be so simple. Rest, sleep, journaling, leave me the fuck alone, turn my phone off, right? Do some yoga, move my body. Like this does not have to be rocket science, but alignment is living in a space where I'm fed first. I'm full first because then I actually get to like help people so much more And it will change. Like you're going to speak up about things that are sometimes uncomfortable. Like I was thinking Danny came to visit me and I felt so bad. I was like, I have a shaman coming and I'm doing breath work. Can you be gone for a few hours? And I felt so bad, but I was like, you know what? I have a big thing coming up. If I don't do this, I'm going to be a bitch (laughs) to everyone. And she's my friend and she loves me. It'll be okay. And you just having those conversations and Danny was fine with it. She was like, girl, I love you. It's fine. I get it. But it's like, those are things that, you know, or with your mom, you're like, oh, I can't do this right now or whatever. And it's like, we can do it with love. We don't have to be like the boundary bitch. Like you can just be like, Hey, this is really important to me. Like, how do you feel about that? And having really loving, compassionate conversations that aren't like, you know, fighting for our boundaries. They're just like honoring your alignment. And I don't know, that's my take on it. Ah, I love it. And I feel like this touches so much on the people pleasers, the people pleasing personalities and the codependents that these can be the hardest for those types. And I'm saying those types, meaning aka my type, (laughs) because that's where I've struggled a lot with those kind of boundaries and um, putting myself first. And I love that you said that, like asking yourself, am I serving from overflow? Because so often the ones who are people pleasing, the caregivers, they're serving everyone else, serving everyone else. And what happens is you create resentment. And then you are not, a leader serving from resentment is not, like nobody wants to follow. There's an energy there that you're like, ooh, they are bitter. They are bitter about something and you wanna stay away from that. And I know the times that I've been resentment, you know, I've, t- I've even gotten into like arguments with Jeff where I'm just not my best self. And I'm like, I don't even wanna be around me right now. <laughs> I don't even like me, so how can you like me? And ultimately, 
the only way you can like yourself is if you're taking care of yourself and you can't expect everyone else to be taking care of you. And the problem with the the caregiver, the people pleaser, the codependent person is so often you have this idea that if I take care of them, they'll take care of me. So we give, 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 and then we're resentful that people aren't doing the same for us. And that's not, that's not the expectation. And we don't give in order to receive, right? So I, I love this. It's like, what would it look like is if you, in January, instead of working on your resolutions and like looking at your goals for the year, if you go, okay, when am I going to schedule family vacation? When am I going to schedule like a massage or a facial or whatever it is to like, look, maybe money's an issue. You're just like, when am I going to schedule some time just to go walk in nature and like get a break? I think that's so important and crucial. And it would be, I love that like challenge of an experiment, just like one year, just give it a year, take a look at everything and then fill in the pieces of when you get your launches in and when you're, you know, focusing on your business and make sure you have that time scheduled. in. I really, really love that. And I think it's so important to like, it's hard to listen to your gut. It's hard to find alignment when you are stressed, when you're in scarcity, when everything is falling around around you. So um, I just found this woman on Instagram named the identity doctor and she, she, I love her content. I just found her yesterday and started like obsessing over her content. She actually sounds a lot like my coach Kelly and she talks about evolutionary biology. So this goes back to the feminine masculine is that women evolutionary evolutionarily, we actually have been given, uh, I don't know what part of the brain I want to say the amygdala, maybe the frontal cortex. I don't know. Don't quote me on this part of the brain, but our intuition is higher than men's because you know, the men are out hunting, they're doing, we're home and, women physically can't protect ourselves um, from danger as much as men. We don't have as much muscle. We don't, you know, like we're just not larger stature as men. So we were given intuition. Like we actually have scientifically higher intuition than men. So we can um, feel danger. We can know when something doesn't feel right. That is something to really tap into and it's already given to us. So this gut led um, living in alignment is just, it's so, it's actually in alignment with who we are anyway. So it's perfect. It's just a really beautiful way to just honor yourself as a leader and really just like full circle, bring it all, bring it all back. So fucking good. Um, so my old coach Stephanos taught us about that and he was teaching about, he's like, you know, mother's intuition and talking about all that. When, if you look at how many women are psychic and have gifts and Carolina, who's a shaman we work with in our Tulum retreats, she always talks about how the women would retreat during their cycle into the red tent to bleed because that's a time of intuition and letting go and they would be connected to God's universe source and the men would protect and hunt while the women would download essentially and channel and receive information. And so it's like, holy shit. Like I always think I'm slightly biased because I am a female and my feminine is we're the most beautiful people to lead in the planet like you know we we want balance with everything but like the gift of a feminine leader in her feminine is so surrendered and soft and powerful and discerning and creative and collaborative and magnetic and seductive like holy fuck those energetics like talk about good instagram marketing talk about cool funnels talk about good keynotes talk about like mother like think about like 
I think my, one of my grandmas is the best. Like, I loved going to grandma's house. It was the safest, most wonderful place. I felt so nurtured there, so cared there, so seen there, so heard there. That energetic in business, don't even tell me you can't make millions of dollars being like the coolest grandma ever. Like, in like that energy, like that is like irreplaceable and so magnetic. So I just think like that's sexy. And we, just because we were not mirror that, you get to be someone who gets to mirror that for the next generation. And that's something I hold very near and dear to my heart is I will lead a way. I will pioneer and I will pave a pathway. So other women get a mirror to say, it's safe to do that. It's safe to surrender. It's safe to have it all. It's safe to receive it all in a way that's very different than anything we were taught. And I look for proof all the time that it's possible in other women, but I look for proof in me and God and universe that I have everything I need to do it. And so if that feels really big and impossible, like do the dare for one year and know that it's bigger than you. And I think that leads into collective consciousness. The last thing is we're all connected and we can be at the cause or the effect of everything and when you do this you are going to heal for other women you are going to show and pave just by you being you your frequency your awareness your purpose drivenness your alignment will be so beautiful we should share the albert einstein quote don't you think oh my gosh you guys are gonna love this um a human being is part of the whole called by us the universe a part limited in time and space he experiences himself his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest as kind of an optical delusion of his consciousness albert einstein so just realizing you know we're all a part of the ripple effect we're all connected um yeah it's so big uh, it's so big i just i always I remember when I was kind of getting out of fitness and trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to be doing and, and talking about. And I remember it came down to, I just wanted to help people. And what's really beautiful is I love working with other leaders because you know, the ripple effect is so big. It's like, if I can, if I can impact leaders and I know they're leading people and they're, it's just the ripple effect is so big. So if you're able to like leadership is influence, right? So what is the influence you're putting out there in the world? And I think about, you know, like three-year-olds, they copy everything you do, right? So if you're, you know, you stub your toe and you're like, fuck. And then all of a sudden your three-year-old, you can see him in the corner just going, fuck. And it's like funny, but you're like, shoot, they're watching me. Well, this is us all the time. People are always watching us. And even if you don't consider yourself a leader, someone is watching you. Someone is watching you, whether it's your children, whether it's just even you're paying your groceries and the cashier and you're doing something that's your, you, you have an energy about you, you have a way about you. So we're always like, that's why I love what we started with self-leadership is we're always being watched. Someone's always watching us. Who's watching? And what are they taking from that? And if you are self-aware and leading through your heart and with your gut, then other people who are watching you get permission to do that as well. And like, it's just gross. And I love that. It's just, we're all, we are all connected and it's just a really, it can be really beautiful. I mean, it is really beautiful, but when we are more aware of what we're doing and how we're showing up, we can make such a beautiful impact. And I mean, ultimately we are where we are right now and kind of figuring this out because of how it was done before. Right. So the reason the hustle culture and all of that was, 
pervasive is because we saw it, we mimicked it, and that's what we thought was working, and it worked until it didn't. And so I think right now we're having a big shift, and and it's starting to work, and it's starting to change, and the ripple effect is happening, and I see it, and I even see it just, you know, Jill and I have talked about this a lot about just body image stuff, like body positivity. God, I wish that when I was 15, I saw like different mannequins in Target that were bigger or different because I thought I had to be this heroin chic 90 pound waif person and so we're making a difference we're making an impact and we have to just keep working on it and it it just comes down to awareness and being conscious of it and just having these conversations and and also I think being a good leader is also being a good student and learning and recognizing where we are giving our attention to it like you said the very beginning of the episode was you stopped consuming as much so being really intentional about what you're consuming who you're listening to who are you following because a leader doesn't just lead we also need to follow we also need to learn we also need to um, sometimes stand back and stand I don't want to say stand down but kind of stand down to someone else's leadership I think it's very important that we uplift other leaders and we don't always have to be the the one in front um, and there's times we shouldn't be, right? We don't need to lead every single thing. Um, but it's really important to recognize who we are following and where we are giving our attention and um, giving our attention to those who are protecting us and who are giving us um, good things to follow. Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. And I think if you can set your intention for how you want to feel, how you want to lead, try and experiment for a year, right? And just know like, hey, it worked this way for a while, but it doesn't feel like it's the best, right? Maybe even it's good, but could it be better? Could it be great? Could I experience something better in my life? Um, and try it on. And I think that's so true is like choose. I always call like my mentors. They're like my team. They're like my spiritual crew. I got all my people protecting me and, and those are the areas I consume and I feel supported and I'm super intentional. Even like, I'm just going to say this. My mother watches the news and she's on the feeds and the Facebook. And I just told her, I said, you know what is, is that benefiting anything? Is that helping like you being a warrior that's just angry at home I vote too. Like you vote like, but like, are is you being really angry about it helping anyone? And she's like, no, I guess not. And I'm like, do you think it's making you more money? Are you using that money for good? Do you think it's helping your leadership? And she's like, no, I'm afraid all the time. And I'm like, so you living in fear and lack is lowering the consciousness and the frequency of the planet, by the way. And also your home and your relationships and your business is feeling harder and I was like, I just told her, I was like, don't consume anything that doesn't feel good for one month. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't consume anything that doesn't feel good ever. Food, new, I don't even watch the news. I, unless it is super important. I do not consume things that are not for the highest good of the frequency, the people I affect. And I live a very safe, protected, wonderful life where I help thousands of people. So it's like worth trying for a little bit to see how you feel. You feel better, you do better. You do better, you help more people. Your business grows, your life grows, your family's better, your consciousness grows, you're healthier, healthier, you're more, you have more vitality, you're in a better mood. Like I can only affect the things that I touch. And if I'm afraid and processing and lack, I can't digest 
anything good because I'm just digesting everything in fear and then I'm spitting out and projecting more fear and that's where it's like that's the opposite of conscious leadership and so I'd say the the, the consumption could be a great challenge a well along with being fulfillment forward and just trying it on you you're not gonna go back but try it on (laughs) (laughs) yes we have some experiments for y'all to do I love it we I love to challenge people to do something different because we always say that like you can always go back to the old way you know how it works you know the outcome so let's try something new and you yeah you you might go back you don't have to though and I think part of the challenge is is leaning into that part where it is uncomfortable because the tendency will maybe be to want to go back like oh I need to know what's happening I need to know and sit with that like why why do you need to know why is it important to know about all of these shootings happening and you know so I love these experiments I I really hope y'all try them um so first off we'll put in the show notes our other episodes with Elizabeth I think you've been on twice actually I know in 2019 I think you've been on twice maybe at least one other time so you can check out the other episodes Elizabeth was on and then how else can people find you if they want to follow you online and listen more of your stuff yeah my Instagram's hey Elizabeth Bay I think that's the best place to find me. Yeah, I got all the things there and I share all sorts of my thoughts. <laughs> you can follow along. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Elizabeth Faye on Instagram. She shares these really great um, daily downloads, which I really love. And um, yeah, we're so excited for this uh, next five days of the retreat. And thanks for being on the episode. And y'all, if you love this episode, please screenshot it, tag us on Instagram. You know, we always regram you and make sure you leave us a review and rating and we'll see you on the next episode bye